Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, hello, greetings, good tidings. How are we this Tuesday? It is 31st and perishing with myself, Clara Kavanagh, and the Stunzo Hunzo of Hollywood. <laughs> it's Sophie Lyons. <laughs> hello. How are we the today? That was a lovely greeting. Thank you. I already have a nicer energy than I do in the evenings. I know. This is our first TFMP recording in daylight. Or like, sorry, in afternoon times. So we are relaxed. We're quiet. It's so nice. It's very chill. It's very zen. There's not as many sirens or motorbikes outside, I must say. And we're not like, oh, it's pitch black outside. Mm. I did notice this morning, you know, that like summery morning light, you know, where everything's just a bit brighter. I saw it. I really, I was <laughs> in in bed, having a cup of coffee, doing some scrolling. Had a girl. And just the brightness was just really elevating my mood, my vibes, my chakras, everything. Totally sad as being washed away. Yeah. And we've got six more months of sunshine. Yes, queen. <laughs> 30 for Liam Pershing is what the girlies, the gays, the theys were all chatting about at brunch tables across the globe. Whether it's, I don't know, a chicken and waffle gravy situation you've got it going on, an eggs Benny. We want to make sure that you guys are fully equipped to have brunch with your friends. And we're hopefully talking about what you're talking about. Not only brunch tables, actually, toilet cubicles, waddles around parks beaches at this point like i mean hello it's nearly the end of march back of taxis you name it you got it so we are going to kick things off like we always do with what we're loving and hating from the week is adoring or detesting sophs what is grinding your gears or lifting your spirits I do have like a few things grinding my gears, but I just don't think people want to listen to it. So I won't say it. Um, but you know who you are. No, I'm just joking. Um, my Shador is, I, I don't know if I said it last week that I was going home um, for the weekend um, yes. for my mum's birthday. And um, there was Six Nations on and all those bits. And Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. I hadn't been home in a very long time. Like, I won't say how long. <laughs> it, was, it was about a year. That is mind-blowing to me. I know, I know. Because you always see your family. So it's like, I just I didn't notice it. It hadn't been on the, the, the soil of era. No, my mum's always so up for coming over here. Yeah. And then it's like, it's nice because we get to entertain her. And then mm. it's fun for her as well then. And it's not, you know. And anyway, I won't be doing that again. I felt I felt awful. Um, but I went home and I had such a nice time. Aww. Bumper mom weekend with Mother's Day and her B-Day. 
I know, fresh out of cash. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but it was so nice. We went out for dinner on the Friday for, that was St. Patrick's Day for my mum's birthday. And like, it was buzzing everywhere. And then like, I went out on Saturday night and like, I wasn't expecting much. I had a great time. Oh, brilliant. We were like hopping from place to place. It was fab. I had a really good night out. Sorry, were you clubbing? Was I clubbing? No, more like sort of bar, like bar. Bopping. bopping. I was bar bopping. I wasn't club hopping. Um, but we ended up in Whelan's like later, later on. And there was a silent disco on. Yeah. No? What do you, what do you think? Go on <laughs> and we'll talk. <laughs> Sorry, so I've only ever done one silent disco in my life and it was at one of the girls' 30th. Yeah. I just thought it was quite novel and fun. <laughs> it is novel and fun. I've done them at festivals. I just think it's funny when you take your headphones off and then all you hear is just like random people singing and loads of like foot shuffling. And like knocking and stuff, yeah. Yeah. But it was really fun. It was time not rammed. It was just buzzy. It wasn't heaving, like it was really good buzz. And then it was just really nice. And then I sort of ended the evening, we were singing Mary Black, Only a Woman. Oh. Only a woman. <laughs> My heart is low. My heart is so low. Also tried Wow Burger. Oh my god. This is like a who's who. I know. I was like, isn't this banquet lovely? But that's my door. Big thank you to um, Kristen as well for showing me such a good time. Oh, and to Ireland. Yes, Queen. Thank you, you, Ireland. The beautiful green aisle <laughs> you provided once again. Thank you. Are you guys from Ireland? Anyway, that's my Jador. What's your Jador or Jatest? Um, I'm on the love buzz as well this week. Got a Jador for one and all. For you and anyone listening. Go on. I just have to say, I don't know if it's because I'm in my 30s. Or I don't know if it's just, I. it's a new discovery. Okay. But... This is a thing that's happened like quite over slowly over time. And now I have a look through my pants and socks drawer and I just realized that it's now just my life. So I have become slowly accustomed to like a full brief pant, not your bikini one. Like I'm talking in a way like the Bridget Jones one without the suction. Like this is 100% cotton. But like I'm talking about a pant that reaches... <laughs> Up to your belly button, like a full, like almost like a high waisted knicker. And let me just tell you how supported I feel, how comfortable I feel when I have to go back to my bikini bottom pants. uh, That's like a, a laundry day for me. And now I just feel so safe and comfortable. And I also think like some, you know, sometimes through jeans, you can actually sometimes see people's pants. Like the VPL is minimized because it almost like scoops in under my butt cheeks. Yes, exactly. Kind of like a little bit like a bloomer to an extent. Don't tell me you don't have a VPL in those. No, sorry, you can obviously, I can feel the VPL. But because they're so wide, they kind of come to like the side of your hip rather than the usual place would be on a normal pad, like mid butt cheek. And I just couldn't love them more. And now when I can't wear them, I'm so upset. Where are they from? Thank you for asking. Um, Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> you have to go Marks with your pants. 
mum actually heard me ranting and raving when I um when I was home last and she actually bought me more. So like my stocks are up. <laughs> I have to say that is the most unrelatable thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> really? Oh, I love it so much. I feel so great. I don't own any type of semi full underpant because they make me feel so claustrophobic. Oh, you see, I like it. It's cozy. What well, I t- what are you like th- a thong lady? I do have thongs and I wear them always. Wow. Yeah, I actually got into thongs not too long ago, but so I would I say I have one extreme or the other. I have like a full coverage or a barely there. I think if you were single, mm. I don't think you would have said that. <laughs> That's an interesting point. I do do like show and tells. I'm like, look at these bounces. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. Clara! Of course. I'm so proud of them. Da, 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 da. But then, sorry, if I... Mm, I'm trying to think if I was single. No, you wouldn't You wouldn't be wearing these on dates. Um, It's like buying a nice pair of like socks and you're like, ooh, my special socks. Oh no, I get what you mean. It's like finding an amazing bra. Yeah. I just don't do full underwear. Although Primark do a wonderful high-waisted thong. Oh, I must give that a go. They're like those seamless ones. They're really nice. Because, um, oh, a breaking news. Because I finished The Hills rewatching with Whitney and <laughs> breaking Tim. News. <laughs> breaking news. And yeah, I have to say, like, I know people talk about it all the time, but like the Y2K fashion of the like the Miss 60 low-rise jeans. I'm just so happy that they're out of... I'm out of a stage where I need to wear them. I know they kind of came back into fashion, but like, I'm just so glad for a high-waisted everything. Like, I want everything at belly button level. Yeah, I think most of my stuff is, all my jeans, I think, are high. Yeah, I wouldn't be wearing. I too am glad. When I see those, the old videos of people wearing those low, low jeans. You can see they're like pubic bone. Yeah, but also, yeah, you can. But also like, for those with like, a more rounded butt crack like you can't like these people's bums must be so small like why I just don't understand why they weren't like bobbing the bob the buildering all the time point of information Britney Spears in her um I'm not a girl yeah <laughs> not yet a woman in that music video mm. her jeans if you look up a photo they were so low rise like you could see her full V cuts wow they had to airbrush out her bum because they were so low. Oh my god! I'm gonna rewatch that. She set the trend, kind of. She still does it, but couldn't uphold it. Like if they're airbrushing her tush. Do you know how expensive airbrushing is? Especially on the tush. Okay, so so what what showbiz story has caught your interest this week? What do you want to chat about? What's going on? What's lighting up your Insta? Who's in your DMs? Give me the deets. <laughs> this story comes up every now and again. And I read an article on it a few months ago and I was like, this is so funny. But it keeps getting brought back up and we've never spoken about it. And because he, her husband is in the news for a court case at the moment, something came up again on my Instagram. And it's the curious case of Hilaria Baldwin's fake accent. It still hasn't really sunk in with me of how how odd and peculiar that is. It's crazy. <laughs> Her commitment to a fake accent. That's like, it. it's kind of fraud. And it's also like, I think she's like double downing as well. Oh, she is. But she's backtracked a bit. Remember when she like publicly came out? Yeah, but first of all, her name's Hillary. <laughs> 
Sorry. Let's start at the beginning. Her name is Hilary. <laughs> Sorry, to fill anyone in who doesn't know the story, Hilaria Hilary Baldwin. He's married to Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin, you'll know, I mean, I know him best from when he played Parker in Friends, where he dated Phoebe and he was like oh. over-enthusiastic. But you'll know him from loads of stuff. And she married him. So she met him in August 2011. And because he's quite a controversial character, I think they just kind of got a big bit of coverage here and there. She was notoriously younger than him. Mm. I think she was 28 and he was, was he 53? 54. Oh, God, that's gross. Yeah. And they've subsequently had seven children together. Crazy. Which which is a lot. And he already has kids. Anyway. And anyway, she started getting a bit of coverage and she's very active on social media. She's a real yogi. She's a real health and wellness and all that kind of stuff. But someone basically picked up that her, her story wasn't matching. Like what she was kind of telling people didn't, didn't match up. And then she would be vague to the point where people were like, no, no, she won't tell us what's happening. <laughs> In a nutshell, she said she was born in Boston and spent a lot of her childhood in Spain. And then she said her family is in Spain. <laughs> so she did, she started getting like cover stories and, you know, like the Times would pick her up for stuff. And it would always just be this kind of vague thing that like, oh, you know, the, the spicy Spaniard, like those kind of bits. And one publication tried to to dig deeper into her past and she just wouldn't she just wouldn't clarify it but then what's happened now that people are like no no this is an absolute hoax they've picked out videos where she's lost her spanish accent Mm. and she's speaking fully normally she's from boston she's a bostonian yeah and she's done stuff over the years like she was on like a cooking segment segment and she was like um all you need for this gazpacho is, in a Spanish accent, all you need for this gazpacho is tomatoes, onions, and this one, how you say, uh, uh, and the host goes, cucumber, and she goes, ah, okay. <laughs> and she's sort of feeding into it more. You know, he's now in a court case um, because of that, that really sad story of him being on a film set and the gun he was using turned out to be loaded. He shot the cinematographer was killed yeah so he's getting loads of publicity and so so is she so like the press and stuff are carrying are following her to school with her kids there's a fresh video out on instagram of her giving out to the press saying like them following her and the kids to school like isn't right in her spanish accent but people from her past are coming out being like her name's hillary yeah like she was in my high school or my college and she never had that accent. In the video where she was like pleading with the paparazzi to stop following her, she was like, I want to go home. And it's like, you don't, you're, you mean home. You, like, you know, even the way she expresses herself is like a Spanish person. It's like, you might've gone on holiday there once or twice, love. All her captions are like, mi familia, señor Gear about Richard Gear. Like, are the Spanish people not up in arms? Like, that, in, in fairness, that would be like Alec Baldwin going out with an American who just suddenly decided to be Irish and then just started putting on an Irish accent and being like, we got him, we got a, what's the word for that, that green yoke over there? Do you know, like, it's so... It's ridiculous. Because I think a lot of Irish people, like, they might have a holiday home or an apartment or something. They would have spent their summers in 
Spain or Portugal. Yeah. They're not going around with a, a Spanish accent at the age of... She's like this. <laughs> That'd be like... It's like 10 years ago. She's like 40 something and she's like... You know, like when I think about it, I my family is in Spain and it's like, no, no. No, no, no. But it'd be like you have, exactly. It'd be like you going on summer holidays and coming back to school and being like, Bueno. Uh, señorita, señora, ¿dónde está el uh, classroom? Uh, ¿Cómo se dice? No, no lo sé. ¿Cómo se dice? Ay, um, pero, like that's what it is. But she is doubling down on it. And I find it so arousing. <laughs> I love it so much. And there's no, there's no, nothing's, there's, there's nothing's happening. People are just. <laughs> but what can, because she did acknowledge it. Right? This all came out like, what was it like 2021 or something? Correct, Gazer. She did acknowledge it. And she was like, I'm trying to clarify, like people are trying to sort of clarify things and it's getting more complicated. And she said that her accent is down to the fact that she's bilingual. And she said... <laughs> the more she speaks whatever language <laughs> that's like the accent she goes for it's that makes like your accent is formed when you're like by 12 your accent is formed where hilaria really loses me on that argument and i use in inverted commas bunny ears for that say irish people say if you live in america and you might get an american twang from being around loads of Americans, like if you lived in New York for a few years or whatever. For like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you would pick up a twang because you're both speaking the same language. Where I don't think the twang thing checks out if it's you're speaking another language because you're physically not speaking the same language. It just... I remember hearing Alec Baldwin talk about his wife when they first got together on his podcast. And he was like, oh, you know, my wife, yeah, she's a... She's a yoga instructor and like very into her fitness and blah, blah, blah. And he was really bragging about her and like, oh, like bet you'd be jealous of me kind of thing. He's a pig, by the way. And I wouldn't say he's an A-lister, but he's like a Hollywood name. Yeah. Household name kind of thing. Hollywood star. Like he hasn't been in any good films. Like he's never been nominated for any good awards, but he's one of those kind of... It's complicated. It was excellent. Yeah, he was good in that. But like... He's a, like he's like an everyday actor. And then like how mortifying for you. And obviously like it's your wife and you love them and they seem to be really happy. But it's so embarrassing. Imagine like their pillow chat at nighttime and him, him being like here or him brushing his teeth and her in bed or whatever. And he's like, what's going on with the accent? I know you might be nervous. It's like it's similar to Austin Butler and the, the Elvis accent. And now that award season are over, Angela Bassett she said something in an interview someone like passing comment being like it's time to retire that now hun like your that movie was two years ago it's just like it's so embarrassing it's like it's like i understand like when cameras definitely when cameras go on me i get weird or you know if someone's like recording you and you're like oh i don't know where to put my hands but like so imagine if you like just adopted this weird accent and every time a camera is putting you you just turn into a different nationality like it's so Weird. But I have this thing here and it's like 2013 and he's on um, David Letterman. And he said, my wife is from Spain. Like, does he know the ruse? <laughs> she fooled him. Like, I don't understand. She's not from Spain. And then she said in a thing, she goes, oh, the wedding was amazing. And, you know, my family, like 40 people, 40 of them, my family come over from Spain and then she backtracked when they were like you're not Spanish and she was like when I say my family I mean 
friends you know in Spain. French. There's all these examples and I'm just wondering, does he know? He's so up his own hole, maybe he doesn't. Do you hate him? Oh, and you know who made me hate him was Celebrity Memoir Book Club. They did his book. Oh, I must listen. Oh my God. He is awful. Everything that has happened to him has been a negative thing because he didn't get X. You know, like, oh, like he still talks about like that one time his mum didn't give him a hug when he wanted it. And then, well, I should have gotten that. I should have gotten this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, complain, complain, complain. Takes no accountability for any of his actions. Like, he was really... You know the way he has a daughter with Kim Basinger? The pig voicemail. And it, yeah, and it, um, they have the daughter, Ireland, who he called, like, a pig over and over again. Oh, just horrible, horrible man. So do you think he just doesn't know? Maybe he doesn't, actually. I never, well, 2013 is 10 years ago, so... He probably found out when all that shit was blown up when this first came out a few years ago. Surely that would break up a marriage. Being like, you told me you were from Spain. Like, Who are you? <laughs> that's like that's like you and your boyfriend. And 10 years on, like you've been going out, what, a year and a half, two years maybe? Yeah, yeah. That's like him going, y- you f- figuring out <laughs> that that's not his accent, that he's actually from <laughs> Scotland or like... It's somewhere way further, like Sweden. <laughs> yeah. And then you being like, oh, but we're still together. It is. Because, like, it's kind of your foundation. What? If anyone has any insight, please send it to Clara. <laughs> I'd love some... Like, I found a full timeline of all her mess-ups. But if anyone has anything further, please send it to me. Side note, I must mention this before I ask you your topic. So, I have a friend... Yes. ...who is on the pulse... Olivia. Go on. Olivia got on to me and said she was loving the Gwyneth Paltrow episode. Oh. And she said, did you see the stuff about the court case? So she's in court case for an apparent uh, hit and run ski incident. And she's being sued for three million. Why she won't just pay the three million to make it go away, I'm not sure. Anyway, Olivia said the stuff that I was talking about, about her weird diet... And then you talking about the weird minerals, whatever she was talking about. Yeah, her monetize. She has an eating disorder that she's monetizing. I listened to that podcast and all it is is selling you goop stuff. It's crazy. Oh, really? I wouldn't even listen to it because I was like, she's so ridiculous. It's, oh my God, it's actually so sick. It's like, you are starving yourself, but making loads of money. This is so dark. Anyway. So she said, do we think that... That whole thing of all the press around her weird diet was, um, what do you call that thing? Distract. Cunning ruse. A ruse. It was a ruse. Do we think it was a ruse for this court case now that it started up this week? And Olivia, I have to tell you, I think you're right. Thank you, Olivia. Yeah. It must be because like... The timing. But I must say though, she was serving some looks. <laughs> In the court case. Like, those big giant glasses, like, honestly, it looks like the new season of True Detectives. Like, it's HBO stamp approval serving it. That's also a distraction, all her good, good outfits. I saw a thing on the court and it said, she's giving your (laughs) honour. But the guy who's, who's suing her, right, he's an old man. Who she smashed into and apparently just like skied off. But he's like, he's an optometrist. His money is in the eyes. He's got to have good eyesight. He knew what happened. 
But then he could just be taking the... She's countersuing him for taking advantage of her celebrity for one dollar. Oh my God, would she not just pay it out of course? And it could have been settles. Just settle. I'm sure she tried to settle, I'm sure. Because like nobody wants that press. And she's being filmed live in the... <laughs> By HBO. Her attorney was like, can we move that camera? Could have pointed right at my client. And she's so uncomfortable. Yeah, so maybe, sorry, back to Olivia's point, maybe it was used as a distraction from the court case. It's a classic Donald Trump. Look over there. Look over there. Oh, anyway, Olivia, you're on the money and I appreciate it. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, Gazer, tell me your topic. I realized we were talking a lot about famous women today, but look, let's, we move, let's keep going. But Jenna Ortega hit the news over the last few weeks. It's, it's a story that's been kind of like bubbling away. I keep seeing it and seeing it and seeing it and then hearing more and more about it. But she plays Wednesday in the Netflix show. Wednesday is like the biggest Netflix show ever. I think it beat Bridgerton. It was Tim Burton's latest production. And she was on Dax Shepard's uh, Armchair Expert. And she was very much giving out about the show. Now, bear in mind that this girl is like a... Di- she started off in Disney in in that show, Stuck in the Middle. Um, and she's going to be in the new Scream film. Yeah, she's only 20. So I want to paint this in a like... I said loads of dumb shit when I was 20. But she did the armchair expert and she said stuff like, I don't think I've ever had to put my foot down more on set in a way that I had to do with Wednesday. Sorry, I shouldn't really put it with the tone because that obviously shows you where I'm coming from. I like the tone. And then, and then she was like, nothing made sense for this character. Like, why was she in a love triangle? And she said she went close to being unprofessional on set by changing lines. So it would come to the, the, the them recording and she would have to, she would have changed the lines on the producers. And then getting into like battles with Tim Burton about scenes and about her character. And I understand she's being like defensive and fighting for what she thinks her character believes in. She didn't really give credit to the the wider production team and the wider parts of play that make Wednesday the great show that it is. Okay. Obviously, the, the crew can't really respond and they don't out of, like, loyalty and it's just not really the done thing to do in Hollywood. And there was a TV writer and producer, Steve DeKnight. He's not involved with Wednesday, just keep that in mind. He's just, like, a Hollywood producer at large kind of thing. And 
he sent out a load of tweets that went viral that said like I love talking with actors about their lines and stories but the nature of the beast is that they don't paint the full picture in TV of where the story is going and one and why some lines are needed for the whole show to make sense Jenna's young so maybe she doesn't know any better but she should she should also ask herself how she would feel if the showrunners gave an interview and talked about how difficult she was and refused to perform the material this kind of a statement. Mm, this kind of a statement is beyond entitled and toxic. I love her work, but life's too short to deal with people like this in the business. And he then did a couple of tweets after the statement, saying she's an amazing talent. It's just an unfortunate situation to expose creative differences publicly. And I also admit that writers are on the edge because of the impending strike, myself included. A perfect storm. So I think with Jenna. It's this classic case of like, don't bite your nose off to spite your face because you have to think about your future here. And I, I don't know, it really, really, really reminds me of the Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Dissolving of her career quite quickly, who I forgot this, but so it all started in the like mid noughties in the height of her Grey's Anatomy fame. So she was nominated for an Emmy and then retracted her nomination, asked to not be included because she wasn't given the materials that she felt qualified for a nomination and said, wait, what? Yes. You may as well give another actress a chance to compete with proper material. About Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And then what she, she did as well was she said she used to complain like publicly and in interviews about the long working shifts of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I know that part. The 17 hour shifts. And by publicly saying it, I think she was saying it, you know, to be like, I can't work like this. This is ridiculous. It's like, there's no time to sleep, which is fair. Like, you know, I'd be giving out about if I had to do like a 12 hour day, whatever. But because she was saying it publicly, the production houses had to pay all these fines and they kept getting caught. So every time she said it, they would have to pay. They'd get penalties and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that part. And then, like, there was one day she didn't turn up to set for Grey's Anatomy. And that's why she left the show. Shonda Rhimes fired her. So that's why, you know, her character Izzy just disappears. Oh, I thought she was written out, like, transitioned. No, it was after a day she didn't turn up to set. It started a major feud there. So when Shonda Rhimes went on to do Scandal, there was, like, a sign up that said, this is a no Heigl set. What do you mean? As in... Hang on, I'll get you the exact quote. Bear with from Shonda. From Shonda. I'd say Shonda's a piece of work anyway. Mm. She goes, there were no Heigels on set. I don't put up with bullshit or nasty people. Ouch. I mean, she she's a whistleblower. like She is. And same with Jenna Ortega. Because I really feel like this is a double standard and where it's very gendered because... Because if Alec Baldwin or, you know, any uh, a man complained about conditions on set... We, we would be way more forgiving and we would listen to them. And I do feel like it's hard with Jenna and Catherine because it's like the, they've given off like a really bad first impression or like once, you know, once you kind of wrong the public, it's very hard, especially as a woman, to win the public back. So if people think you're difficult and people think you're a bitch or people think you're just being a snotty teenager complaining about how you had to, as a 20-year-old, rewrite Wednesday when you're not, you're kind of spitting on Tim Burton and the whole production company. While they are whistleblowing, it's also like, save yourself a fucking headache and don't do that. I don't know. I feel very conflicted. I, what sprung to mind was, do you remember Christian Bale lost his mind? At, oh, yeah. Uh, was it a videographer? I don't know what it was. 
and he there was an audio and he was like you you and I were finished you like Klein I won't say the language and like everyone's forgotten about that they who mentioned that recently and he was like oh I I went full Christian Bale there but like they say it in a jokey way and Christian Bale has worked loads since then that was the Cheney movie I think but he's getting all like he gets Oscar nominations and all this kind of stuff and like and he still works whereas like Catherine Heigl's career fell off a cliff Catherine Heigl though as well like she was whistleblowing for bad working conditions yeah she like she did what other people wanted to do they just didn't have the balls like because mm. i think then some other woman female in the cast was like she is right uh, it was um ellen pompeo and it was Catherine heigl was on her on her podcast and was explaining it or 18 hour days is in if you work 18 out of 24 that's six hours to do everything else and don't forget these people have kids and then they have to learn lines sleep and eat and shower and like it, normal stuff like as in traveling to and from set like you're not counting that into their like their call time is different from their wake up time mm, and commuting yeah commuting like what's the point i i really stand by her whistleblowing the content thing she said about not having material and taking out of the emmys that's way too far like just take the recognition that's exactly what joey did in friends how he lost his role on days of our lives and she should have known from that catherine won an emmy for best supporting actress in Grey's anatomy in 2007 and she was expected to be up for a nomination for 2008 but she pulled out of the race saying i did not feel that i was given the material this season to warrant an emmy nomination and in an effort to maintain the integrity of the Academy organisation, I withdrew my name from c- contention. In addition, I did not want to potentially take away an opportunity from an actress who was given such materials. Because you're kind of slagging off the Emmys going, don't you dare nominate me because I didn't think I did a good job. But it's her acting, no? Yeah. It's not the plot. Exactly. But then it's also going like, if you nominate me, you as the Emmys don't have the integrity because I, d- I wasn't given enough good materials. Oh, Catherine. Although Jenny Ortega, I heard the clip. Yeah. And like, she's only 20. I just feel like we probably would all like get a bit uppity if we got fame really quickly like that out of a show. Out of Disney Channel, especially first. Yeah, but she's literally like, people want her on all their, like, all their fashion shows and all this stuff like she's really sought after and I just feel like she's only 20 like give her a break yeah I mean she strikes me as someone who's had media training so why would you say that unless she went rogue I just think it's like don't I know you're I don't know (laughs) yeah she's only 20 like I say stuff all the time and I'm like if people judged me or like if that was made public or something and then I never got you know, if people punished me then, it's not fair. I know. But, and, and I think everybody loves like a redemption arc as well. Like, you know, we want celebrities to be everything to us and to never put a foot wrong. And then when they fall, inevitably when they fall, especially the women, you know, everyone wants to see how they'll come back from this. And also... It's cancel culture. like. And also what gets more clicks? Like, you know, star of hit Netflix show does something wrong that will get clicks so there's that as well do you know you're like oh my god what she said now well your man calling her toxic and entitled is the biggest clickbait ever yeah 
and like from the biggest like she's 40 million followers on instagram like it's does she yeah also that zach shepherd podcast is very calm you would end up saying stuff because you'd be so relaxed right yeah with those two women like i don't really know how like i feel about it because what they're saying just makes them like they're branded as difficult like we're we're some of our parts like you know you can be a bit of a dickhead but do nice things and vice versa you know we're not just right or wrong or we're not just nice or mean but there's something like i don't know when people get branded as unlikable and untrustworthy and like like that I just find it very hard then to even myself change my perception like if you look at Anne Hathaway and Jennifer Lawrence who had like similar Hollywood sweethearts kind of thing and then just all of a sudden it turned and that kind of their charm became a bit sickly and then everyone wanted nothing to do with them and found them just really annoying all of a sudden so it's kind of like how do you come back from that when everyone just suddenly imagine waking up one day and everybody hates you and you don't know why (laughs) (laughs) the jennifer lawrence thing i'd like to do a deep dive on she said recently because she's that new movie coming out um and she said like my pr team just told me to hide and just like focus on my personal life and just come back when you know things have died down a bit because you know people find her just a bit too much after a while and like it to me I definitely fell into that bracket because I just found it was a bit like playing up to the cameras or a little bit of like, yeah, here's another ridiculous story. I'm the girl next door eating pizza with the bros. It's a bit like, oh, calm down. I fell on the red carpet again. I'm such a klutz. And I'm like, one of those was on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like, maybe it's bad advice she's getting, but like, you know, that kind of, it just seems a bit all too contrived of the girl next door. And then like, I suppose Anne Hathaway is a a whole other podcast, but, you know, it's just like people, I think just it's so hard to make a good first impression or like when you put a foot, when you put a foot wrong, it's very hard to like backtrack and get people back on side. Yeah, you wouldn't want, you'd want to say nothing. You really would. And I feel like as a woman, it's it's way harder to get forgiven by like as a celebrity by the public than a man like people will always remember yeah what women did but then like look at louis ck he did all those gross and inappropriate things got charged for assault and he sold out madison square garden like it's just it's just one of those things you know one of those fucking things i'm gonna look up that christian bale um video after this i'll link that in the show notes too do and also remember tom cruise he was giving out about um on the set of top gun do you remember if there was people breaking COVID? Well, I mean, Tom Cruise, I can't get into him because he's so annoying. I don't know why people worship him. He's such a little twerp. He's a twerp. Why do people literally bow down to him like he's God? And you know, I read a headline earlier. He hasn't seen Surrey in years. Yeah. I'm on, like, I'm like, people know this. Why does he, why are people like, oh my God, America's hero. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. All's forgiven when you make a big blockbuster that people like. That's it. And he, pl- he flew his own plane and it's like, give me a break. Yeah. This, he, I think it's because he does his own stunts. He's just like forgiven. There's something in the water there. I have no idea. Anyway, the I think for Jenna especially, it's like some another person is going to get cancelled soon. So, you know, the, the Notting Hill Hugh Grant quote of like, you know, today's news will be... F- Tomorrow's waste paper bin. Isn't that what he said? Waste paper bin. Waste paper these will be remembered for years. I will regret this for years. 
No, this story will be remembered forever. I will regret this forever. Forever. Oh. She's so mean. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, why do they end up together? Her temper is scary. Is it? She is. She is as a bite to her bark. I need to watch that again. Rewatch it. I rewatched it recently. It's like she's really when she she sees red, like she's she the mist comes down. I love that topic. Thank you very much. I'd like to do a deep dive into Jennifer Lawrence and her fake falls on the red carpet. And I now realise I have a recommendation this week and I just thought of it maybe 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. Go on. My recommendation, when this comes out on Tuesday, we'll know what happened. But my recommendation is, it's Thursday today, The Apprentice final is on tonight. I only got into The Apprentice this year. Do you ever watch it? No, but I heard last season was really good. It's so funny without meaning to be funny oh it's a really good laugh um and it just sort of it sort of takes you out of reality for a while and you watch these people go in and they're just completely taken out of their comfort zone and do impossible challenges and the judging is horrific it's great anyway the finals on tonight it's two women again oh wow two women last year or last season as well that would be my recommendation i would just follow up on the whole season i realize i'm going to be saying this in retrospect because it's out on tuesday but watch it, it's really good. You're like the 10th person to say that to me. And I remember not wa- not wanting to watch it because it would, I'd be like, I'm in an office all day. I don't want to watch people in an office at nighttime. It's really funny. It's meant to be, yeah, it's meant to be hilarious. So, And they all have to wear like business formal oh. all the time. So like one of the ones they went to Brighton, they were running around Brighton looking for 10 items. And the girls are in heels, like big heels and like suits. Oh, fuck's sake. No way. Yeah. It's really good um, and it's sassy um, and yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks, Sophs. Yeah, and I know that will be retrospect, but I mean. But like, I need I need a new thing to watch actually because me and Mick tried Rise and Fall, the new kind of Channel 4 version of Traders and it's shite. Don't like it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sophie. And thanks to everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Soph underscore Lions or at Classy Cabana. You can go back and listen to all our old episodes. We've got many, plenty, loads of ones for you to enjoy. And um, thanks for all your feedback about Gwenny's episode last week and Pamela Joyce's. Pamela Joyce's. Pamela. Uh, the week before, we had great fun chatting with her. So go back if you haven't had a chance to listen. And we will be back with you next Tuesday. Rate, review, shout from the rooftops, tell your friends, tell your mom. Tell your dogs. Tell your brunch tables. I actually listened to the Gwyneth episode. I played it for my mum because I hadn't listened to it. Oh my God. And we listened to it together. Oh, holding hands, I hope. (laughs) I think we actually were. Cute. Okay, bye-bye. Cheerio. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 